are finally back for another episode of Married to an Alpha Female. Been a little bit, and so it's nice to be back in the in the big chair. It is been it's been over a month, I think. I think it has. So probably almost like ten episodes ago was the last Alpha Female. I knew it's been a little while since we've stopped and done this. Well, folks, we're super glad to be back in Team Wiseman Base Camp. It has been crazy busy, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our new segments that we created last time. Yes. Things Craig doesn't know, down on the farm, Mm -hmm. and tips for being married to an alpha female. So stay put with us, sit back, get you something cold to drink, and laugh along. All right. Well, let's kick it off first. It's officially fall here in Indiana. Yes, it is. The red leaves are out right now. I don't know if you've noticed. It's gotten uh, cooler, a lot more temperatures, the highs in the 60s. Yep. Sweater weather. I've been really enjoying that. Not so much the cold toes in the morning. That's the one thing I don't like about the fall. Yes. We haven't turned on the heater yet in our house. No, we don't turn it on until... We tough it out for a while. (laughs) Until everybody has blue toes and blue noses. We're kind of cheap like that, but the hot tub's been nice. Yes, it has. It's really nice on a cool evening. This is our first fall with the hot tub, so we have been enjoying that and going out in it when it's cool and the steaminess. Definitely the hot tub is by far the best in the spring and the fall so far. Yes, those are excellent seasons for it. Just the the hot water feels really, really good uh, whenever it's it's cooler outside. Yeah, so we'll have to see what winter is like, too. And yeah, we're going into birthday months. Yes. So the next couple of months, we kind of do the birthday parade. So our oldest, he starts the turnover to the odd year. So yes. he turns nine. Nine. And then your birthday, Uh huh. which we won't announce how old you are unless It'll you want It'll be an odd to. year, though. It's an odd it's year. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And then my birthday's in November and... Then we proceed into the holidays. That always feels a little bit crazy. And yeah. then Briar has his birthday and then Catherine's is in the fall. But I like birthdays. We do some cool stuff around there. We have some cool birthday traditions yes. that we started when the kids were yes. little. And so one of them is each year I buy one helium tank and then we use it all three of their birthdays until yeah. it's gone. And they always think that's pretty awesome. But usually I set up some kind of like treasure hunt or obstacle course, obstacle almost. course, set it up in the big room in the basement, fight the balloon ninjas, yeah. something yeah. along those lines. And they're always really excited to see what mom came up with this year. And, then, and actually, do you remember how that came about? It was when I was going through the transitions and I was really upset because we couldn't really quote unquote afford a birthday party. Yeah. And I said, well, let's find out something else that they could do. And like that memory has really stuck with them. Because like five years old, that's the ninja birthday. Yes. And we have to do ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Briar Briar announced when he turned five, he's like, when I turn five, it's the ninja birthday. And Catherine, she will turn five and she wants the ninja birthday. So it's kind of cool the things that they catch up on. And so we'll see about the nine-year-old birthday. It's crazy that we have a nine-year-old. Oh, yes, absolutely. Just, I don't, time moves so fast, so slow sometimes. Yes. What is it? The The hours are long, but the years are short. Yeah, one of those kind of deals. Yeah, definitely. Well, you need to talk about your new position. Uh, director of merchandise. Director or, of merchandise. Is, is it, is it director? Is that the official title? Yes, I gave or? you director. I've, 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 I've been on a, uh, 
I already knew our the lady that does all our mailing there at the post office, but we're definitely on a first name basis here as of late. And uh, also, I've uh, I think she told me the other day she's like, you know, you're the only person here who mails things to Canada or to out of country, you know. And I was like, yeah, it's a small town, you know. That's been kind of cool, though. Oh yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, um, with the burnt out to badass, there's some merchandise that goes along with it, and so we are sending out all of those different boxes, which has been totally fun. And I realized like I could address them, but I just had no way of getting to the post office, and so you've made it happen. And then we got all the boxes of books. Yes, the boxes. Doctor Me First books. We've been mailing those those. out, and I'm down to just two boxes now. We started off with like four. So that's been good to get all that out. It's been kind of fun, like different yeah. type of company oh, and, and business and that sort of thing. I don't know that we'll do merchandise forever. I really respect people now who do this like itsy thing because oh, yeah. like you got to be really cognizant of the packing. Like two of our, co- no more than two, four of our coffee mugs have gotten four? busted. Yes. Ooh, that Now that could have went into the segment of things Craig doesn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew that two had four. That'll be the next segment. We just then. doubled that one. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so that's been kind of cool. So if you're interested in getting a Dr. Me First book or you want to check out the Burnt Out to Badass merchandise, I have a lot of stickers left. Then I'll hook you up with our director of merch and he will, <laughs> he will send you stuff. It has been kind of cool. I think our little post office has been excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's small post office. And so they're always glad to see people, you know, come in and buy services from them because. That's how, you know, it helps you make sure you stay in business, you know, being a small post office and the financial shape the postal service is always in. All right. So let's talk about things Craig doesn't know. We already mentioned the... uh, That we have four broken mugs. Director of merch. We've had a little bit of problems with that. Okay. Remail and readdress some maybe. I know you already know about this because you've seen the children. Yes. But did you know that I could cut such good mohawks? I had no idea. Uh, I got a text, you know, out out in the fields, and all of a sudden I get a text, and it's both the both the boys with the mohawks, and uh, I, did, I had no clue that you were talented enough to to make a full on mohawk. I have to say, so I watched. I always watch a YouTube video before I cut the kids' hair yeah. just to like refresh myself. Yes. It's like before I do any kind of procedure in the office, like. I remind myself before I go and take a mole off or do anything. Probably just just good ideas. It's just me as the proceduralist. That's how I have to like to do it. But I, this, this haircut time, I finally have figured out like our kids hair texture enough Uh and that the boys are different enough how to cut their hair differently, but still make them look good. Yeah. And so Camden, he's got, he calls it the swoopy mohawk yeah which is like a a lot of hair up there it's mixed between like bieber hair in a mohawk yes and then briar went for full punk rock yeah briar went full punk yes yeah with the full mohawk front front through the back all the way camden's is almost like just more mohawk on the top his is a faux hawk yeah Um, technically briar's briar's is is front to back dead on rock star they are so excited because picture day is coming up for yes, school picture day <laughs> and so each morning we have been practicing how to do our hair in anticipation for picture day yes this is the first time i've got to do anyone's hair because the alpha female wolf pup will not let you touch no, her hair she won't let you touch her 
<laughs> so, okay. So you did know about that. Okay. Did you know that I broke the mower? No. <laughs> when did this happen? No. I this sounds expensive. I money. think I did tell you that I did the tires flat. The tires flat. Yeah. So I'm that. pretty sure that I hit something. And I think that that might have popped oh. the tire, but it was smoking pretty good. And there was a really bad smell in the garage. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember the bad smell. So, yeah. I was kind of hoping it was a dead mouse. No. I, I think it was either either I like really screwed up the tire because I was coming back in or something else. Well, I noticed the night of the tire that the tire went flat on the mower that you also made a comment to me that we need to think about getting a different mower. Yes. And so I suppose I should have read more into that statement now. So if anybody local to us has a riding lawnmower, we may be in the market. Yeah, we might be. <laughs> okay, thanks, Craig doesn't know. Number three, the FedEx guy might have hurt his back the other day. What? Carrying those chairs or what? No, the bunk bed. Oh, the bunk bed. Yeah, yeah. that we got it. Yeah. You think the guy hurt himself? Well, he was kind of a young guy, and I was like looking at him, I was like, you have a dolly. Like, yeah. why are you not using yeah. this? Well, when you're young, you know, you a lot more testosterone and... Less, uh, but yeah, more I bought, testosterone, less brain. I bought a bunk bed off of Amazon for the boys because they're finally old enough where I'm pretty sure that they won't roll out subconsciously and yeah. hit the floor. They may jump out. I mean, oh, I totally yeah. see that yeah. happening. But Hang bought the bunk the bed. Fan. Yeah, came through Amazon. It was pretty heavy to get into the house. Um, What else? You already knew that I put the bunk bed to pretty much together because you yeah, came Yeah, you did in most of it and then we finished it the next on day. On that project. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else that, that maybe things Aaron doesn't know? Ooh, I don't know about that. We'll have to think a little bit more. Well, why don't you do your down on the farm segment? So, so it's been crazy mad wild here lately. Um, for, for those of you in the medical field that maybe do the plastic surgery, I don't know. We did some facelifts to some grain bins, took some, took some, uh, old out and put some new in. And kind of uh, updated a few, a couple grain bins. Um, that so has that, taken forever. Yes, that has taken forever because it's it's not something that just happens. And then several of the pieces are quite large and heavy. And and I've had several different neighbors come and help me, two or three different ones. I keep asking, why are you not help, hiring help? And I've, I've gotten, I've got, we pay the neighbors when they come. But um, we did that. We've been harvesting corn. We haven't harvested any soybeans yet. Here in the here in southwestern Indiana, it's corn bean wheat country. Uh, the wheat is planted in the winter. It'll be planted here in the next two or three weeks. The guys that are going to plant wheat. Wiseman Farms. We are horrible wheat farmers. We don't plant any wheat, but uh, we've been harvesting corn. We'll start beans probably in the next week, and then you know running corn through the grain dryer and then uh, putting it in the grain bin and um, spend a lot of time. My second wife right now is currently the grain dryer, I think. And so I've been spending a lot of time messing with that, keeping the, keeping the grain moving through so we can keep harvesting. This is always a really fun time to have visitors on the farm. Yes, it for is. For the combine and people to ride and like see it actually in action, like the biggest machine on the farm working. Yes. It's always cool, but our kids are just not into it. No. They're no, too they're used interest- to it. Yeah, they're too used to it. They don't have any any real interest. Um other kids or other families, other people might come over and, and their kids are always like, oh my goodness, that's so awesome. And, and, uh, our, our kids are like, ah, yeah, whatever, because yeah. they've seen it forever. 
Yeah. So if you've got kids and you guys do cool hobbies or something else and they're not interested, it's not just you. Yeah. It happens in our family. Oh, absolutely. Too. Happens all the time. Well, it's family. like I would be interested to going riding, but then that would mean leaving the children alone. And yes. we can't hardly no, even do can't. that. No. But no. And not leave the house standing. Exactly. We got a new babysitter. Yes. I mean, this is on your down on the farm segment. So, but the cool thing that's agricultural about her is her family are beekeepers. Oh, yes, that's right. She brought us some honey the one day. She brought us honey when she first started, which was super cool. I had it in my Earl Grey tea the other morning, and it even had like the bits of wax and <laughs> yeah, like flowery stuff I in it. I saw the heads of wax in it. And I was like, okay, like this is legit. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that's a little too legit for me. I'm. I'm a no pulp kind of OJ guy, you know, so uh, more than I was ready for. But yeah, that so that's cool. And she's been trying to get the kids interested in that. But again, they're kind of like, Meh. yeah, yeah, we'll see with it. I'm trying to think what else. I mean, mostly this is go time for oh, down on the farm. This is everything that you guys planted in the spring. Like you, you harvest. are harvesting your results. And, and like every other farmer out there, we don't have enough storage space. So some of the grain we have to haul off to town. So you harvest it and then you turn around and haul it off to town. And that takes you an hour or two in the middle of the day. And those hours you could have been in the combine running more corner beans and yeah, it's so a production on and so type forth. Thing. We probably need to break it down for people who don't understand. Like after the corn is processed, it goes through the combine. The yeah. combine separates the corn kernels off of the cob. Yeah, the cob and the husk, it throws out. It throws out. it out and back into the field so that it can like compost and go back into yeah. the soil. The corn is then in the hopper of the combine. Then what you do is you use an auger system to dump that onto a truck or mm-hmm. a grain cart. Semi. Semi, yeah. And then, then that corn is moved, and Craig was talking about a grain dryer, and it's literally like a clothes dryer, yeah. but made specifically for corn for grain. grain. Yeah. And it goes through there, it gets really hot, it cooks it. It's a really uh, unique cooks it smell. It 200, 210 degrees. It's a really good smell. I love that smell. I, I love the smell. It's my it favorite smell, is the hot corn smell. And uh, it then steams I, then you, it all out, basically. Yep. And it, it removes moisture from the kernel. We're harvesting our corn somewhere around 20% moisture. Uh, if you're going to store corn and it actually hold and not rot, it has to be closer to 15%. 15% is kind of the industry standard for considered dry. You can hold it for multiple years at 15% moisture, but you have to dry it down, get it to that moisture. And so we put it in the dryer and then. Uh, and the other interesting thing is after it goes from the dryer, you cannot put hot corn into a bin well if depends on the size of the fans on the grain bin because but uh, you shouldn't you you need to you need to have a lot of air moving on it if you're going to put it hot some people do put it tell people why they shouldn't put it hot uh well it'll rot well doesn't it catch on fire too though well there that can happen if it's really really hot most people you try to cool a little bit or if they're dumping it straight hot they have the fans already on so that it's you know, blowing some air on it. I just say that because when I was a little girl, our neighbors were trying to move too fast and their corn bins uh, caught on fire. And I remember that as a little kid being like, oh my God. You know, that's a, that's a good example because I think over the summer there was some uh, corn that got out of condition at an elevator out in, I think it was over in Illinois. And uh, they had some bins, several hundred thousand bushel of grain catch on fire, you know? Yeah. And, when you start talking about corn in the middle of a bin on fire, how do you get that out? How do you put the fire out? How do you stop that? 
I mean, it's just an awful, awful mess. When I was a little around. girl and that caught on fire, it sounded like a bomb. Like oh, when yeah. it first popped the yeah. seal on the green bin. And so that's just one thing that I remember. Pop the, the metal roof. Yeah. yeah. So let's get back to our processing. It's gone through the dryer. You've cooled it down. Then you either put it back in the semi to haul it off to yeah. town or you put it into your grain bin for storage. Yeah. And those are, you know, the big silver Cylinders. looking things yeah. that people see and, and everything like that. Also, I think we need to explain the process of taking it to town because we say town, but actually here in Indiana, it can either go into larger storage. Yes. It can go on someone else's truck. It can go on a train or barge. Yes. And if a lot of times if we haul grain down towards Evansville, Indiana, towards the river, it usually a lot of it, corn or beans, just go straight onto a barge most of the time. And a barge will hold around 60,000 bushel. Some of them, the bigger barges, hold closer to 80,000 bushel. Uh, kind of depends on how deep the water is in the river at the time, how full they'll load them to. But, uh, no, the, we, we send it down there, and it'll a lot of it goes on a barge and heads, heads south to uh, New Orleans. Yep. And other, for a frame of reference for people, tell them about how many bushels a semi-truck will hold. Yeah, semi a semi will hold a thousand bushel roughly. Yeah. So when you're talking about barges, you're talking about eighty semis. Yeah, sixty to eighty semi loads. Sixty to eighty semis, yeah. And so I think that's an important thing because when we start talking these numbers, sometimes it's hard to conceptualize yes. like what a bushel is. Mm -hmm. And so if you can put it into like like a bu one bushel of corn in a bucket, what size bucket? Well, it's a bushel basket, you know, and well, what it is, I know, it's a, but some it's a people measurement don't know of that. weight and uh, a bushel of corn, the industry standard is that it would weigh 56 pounds. And so um, they call that the test weight of the corn and it would be 56 pounds. Now, some corn has a heavier test weight than others, meaning basically there's more starch in the kernel. And if you have more starch in the kernel, then what you end up with is a higher test weight and... They basically say, well, your bushel basket weighs more, so you have a bushel and you know, however much more grain, and they pay you on weight is what you're really paid on. Yeah, you're paid on weight. But I'm saying, like, isn't it like a good equivalent, like a little bit more than a five-gallon bucket? Yeah, it'd be, yeah. But I'd I mean, if we were going to, like, for people similar. who are not yeah. in agriculture. Yeah, I'd say that yeah, would be. About close. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking anyway. So anyway, there's how you, that's how the corn gets out of the field and makes its way out. And then once it's on a barge or a truck or a train, then we call those like end users. And those are. Well, it, yeah, they're taking them to end user. The end user is the person that grinds it up. Basically locally here, we have a place that makes uh, ethanol, alcohol, uh, multidextrin, uh, food sweetener. Feed. Uh, yeah. Feed DDGs, distiller dried grains that they feed to cattle. There's another another facility that grinds a couple of facilities that grind it up for feed for turkeys. There's the white corn place yeah. that does the tortilla chips. Yes, does tortilla chips, Azteca. They make uh, tortilla chips. They will buy a couple yellows, but they it's they're real selective on the varieties they buy. But yeah, those those are all end users and that means that that is the last destination you'd send your corn and then the corn is turned into a different product at that place. Right. So there you go. Agricultural lesson 101 right there. Uh-huh. Well, and that's, that's, you know, this the fall is kind of how the start of the grain movement 
begins for a lot of places, you know, a lot of farms. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a big time of year for us around here. All right. Well, let's get into my segment now, unless you got anything no, else. No, you go ahead. Okay. So my segment is tip for being married to an alpha female. And today's tip mm-hmm. for those who are partnered with an alpha female is that your alpha female right now is trying to keep it all together. <laughs> <laughs> and she's probably tired. Oh, yes. Beyond tired. She's exhausted. So please don't tell her just to go take a nap to make things better. <laughs> You've learned that the wrong way. I've learned it the wrong way. Man, I think that to myself, though, still. I still think that. I think if, if we just go take a nap. Yeah. But I know not to say that now. Because, like, she's beyond, like, nap level tired. Oh, yeah. But what you can do, and the tip here is to get your alpha talking about how can she unload her plate with responsibilities, one, and two, what activities, what things feel like that are replenishing to her and trying to focus her into those areas. So like a for instance for us recently is I have been beyond tired the last couple of weeks between homeschooling doctoring, businessing, I don't, all the things. And, you know, volleyball is typically a very good outlet for me. In the fall, it starts up around this time of year. And it's all canceled. Yeah, your leagues. Yeah, It's all canceled um, for this year. And so, you know, that's been one thing that you've been encouraging me to find, like, do you want to do something else? You know, and and so it's been good enough the fact to giving myself permission to be like, one, it's okay to be tired. Two, really focusing on sleep and like, I mean, you know, the last couple of nights I've been like out by 830. Yeah. And then three, finding those things that really replenish me. And sometimes that does mean like canceling things and not doing everything, but really helping your alpha, again, not just like placate and be like, all right, let's just get through this, but trying to modify it. Yeah. Change it. Find a way to find a way to make it work for you. And sometimes it means dropping things or or finding someone else to take over this or that responsibility. And so my tip to the alphas are really stepping back when you get to this point of utter exhaustion to tell yourself, okay, is this just one exhausting day? Is this just one exhausting week? Or is this now a pattern that I'm in? Because life happens in seasons, you know, it gets busy with all the homeschool stuff. You with Harvest, I know we're going to be crazy for about the next seven weeks. Yeah. But I can remind myself like this is a season and it will pass with just some time changing. But I do have to evaluate some of the things that I'm going through and being like, wait, or am I setting patterns again that are going to persist? Yeah. And patterns that are negative towards, you know, towards yourself. Exactly. And so that was me reining stuff in back in September, not doing a lot of evening meetings, not doing a lot of early morning stuff, knowing that I needed to really concentrate on sleep. And I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, I don't have the perfect formula for our lives. One, because it's always changing. Yeah. But two, also like discovering and bringing new stuff in, you kind of always have to keep coming back to that equilibrium. Constant self-reflection kind of. Yeah. So those are my tips for being married to an alpha and also if you are the alpha and you are finding yourself beyond the point of exhaustion. Just don't tell them. Go take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Any closing words? I don't think so. 
Well, it's been an honor to have you guys. We're really excited. We will try to keep coming out with one of these at least monthly while harvest is going, and then it'll be more regularly once we get back into the winter season. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you have topics that you want us to talk a little more about that you didn't understand, or you have questions of what's going on with Team Wiseman, we'd love to hear about them. As always, we appreciate you guys. We hope that you are doing well, that your alphas are not just surviving, but thriving. And remember, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.